Welcome back to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is October 10th, 2019. It's a Thursday. I'm really glad you're here. Thanks so much for uh, taking 10 minutes out of your day to, to spend with me and, more importantly, with my guest, John P. Clark. He's the author of uh, a bunch of things, but most recently, Between Earth and Empire, From the Necrocene to the Beloved Community. It's available on PM Press, and uh, this show is in no way sponsored by PM Press, but I, I just want you to know that this book exists <laughs> and that PM Press exists because every, every month because I'm a, a member, a friend of PM Press, you you pay a, a you know a not a not huge fee, and they send you books every month. And so I got this one just you know as a surprise in the mail, and it was one of those things where as soon as I began reading it, I thought, oh, after this, I'm going to be different. And uh, I can't think of any <laughs> higher higher praise to a press or to a book. Um, John, it's great to have you back. And and one thing I I just wanted to dive in today in kind of a practical way is that. You in the in the course of this week so far have been uh, describing to the degree that the parameters of this show allows for the the problem, and then yesterday you gave uh, some examples of places like Chiapas and Rojava and base communities in Latin America where people are doing some of the work of reimagining uh, our human life and our interaction with all life. And for me, one of the places where we run into a difficulty is that almost everyone listening to the sound of your voice on this show is going to be living in a first world country. The majority of them will be living in either Europe or the United States. Uh, probably the majority of them will be living in uh, an urban setting. And all of them will have access to advanced technology just because that's really the only way to listen to a podcast unless you use a computer in a library. And even that's advanced technology. You just don't own it. So the distance between a horizontal community in Chiapas and, uh, you know, Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn or, uh, you know, the Mission District or whatever it might be, I think can seem insurmountable mm -hmm. to folks. It can seem like I don't even understand how to get from how I live and where I live to what this man is describing. So I wanted to see if, to whatever degree possible, you could talk about where we even start, how we even start thinking about re-envisioning our lives, given the circumstances that at least most of the listeners of this show are in. You know, you're making me think a lot about the nature of geography and how geography uh, is so relative to where you are. Because I'm closer to Chiapas than I am to, to the Bay Area, or you mentioned yes, uh, yesterday, uh, Western Massachusetts. I've driven to uh, Oaxaca, <laughs> which is not that far from Chiapas. <laughs> and uh, I have a daughter-in-law from El Salvador and one grandchild from El Salvador. And... Uh, we have a lot of Salvadorans here. We have a lot of Hondurans, growing number, not as many, but Mexicans. So, so in, in some ways, we feel very close to Central America here. In fact, we are. If you look at the map, it's uh, right south of us. So that's one thing. And I would also mention, I, I, one of my examples was also Oakland. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I was just writing about the Black Panthers because I'm, I'm doing a a comic book. I'm doing a graphic history of uh, rebellion, revolution, resistance in New Orleans, or even before New Orleans was here, called Anarchy in the Big Easy. I've been working on the section of, of the Black Panthers uh, shootout with the police in the Desire Project in the late 60s. One of the key figures is Malik Rahim, an old friend of mine, who has spent most of his time in his native New Orleans, but also in the Bay Area. 
So there are a lot of connections. There's a lot of history that intersects in different ways. Another, another aspect of this is when I look for examples, it, this is not one, I may mention it briefly in the book. When I, I want to give examples of where good things are happening, I, I often mention that one of the best in the United States, maybe the most hopeful development I know of, is happening within a few hours from where I live and actually even closer to where I live, Mississippi, which is Cooperation Jackson, which is an amazing uh, project that I, I think uh, rooted deeply in, in historic African-American struggles and, and, and rooted in the history of cooperation in, uh, in, the, in the South, where Black communities have, uh, have been exemplary. And uh, when I talk about education, I talk about the Ateneos, which are the libertarian schools that were created in Spain and, and uh, Latin America and so forth. But the best example uh, we have closer to us is the freedom schools that were established in Mississippi in the uh, heroic era of the civil rights movement. And uh, Cooperation Jackson has its, its roots uh, 40 years back, at least in, in the Republic of New Africa movement in the Mississippi Delta and surrounding area. So th there's a lot of inspiration that we can find uh, very close to where we are. I can't you know, I can't relate everybody's history, but where I am, there's a lot very close to where we are. And also, we all have indigenous histories. You know, one of the great inspirations uh, for me in the area of community and solidarity and also our connection to the earth is indigenous community. And I've been very active in the uh, anti-Bayou Bridge pipeline movement and a number of other struggles in which indigenous people have really been the leadership of the movement. Right now, actually last weekend, I was doing some trailblazing to do a bypass trail around an area that we're going to turn over to an indigenous group to do a sweat lodge along the creek where, where uh, the La Terre project is. And uh, I'm looking forward to learning even more from our, our local indigenous people. So, uh, so those are a couple of the kind of connections I think about when I think about that kind of issue. I guess uh, all of that is great. Um, does not in any way really answer the question that I asked, which is what? Um... Oh well, that's that's always a problem. I'm <laughs> yes. sure, <when> I answer <laughs> which is, um, and we're this episode has about three minutes left in it, but we have tomorrow as well. But which is, like, okay. I can hear a million of those examples, and all of that is wonderful, and I'm glad they exist. And yet, when I think about what it is that. And I, obviously the world is made up of all kinds of different people. Many different people can hear this. But when, when any one person is listening to you talk, what's the kind of thing they need to do now in order to begin sowing just the, the very first seeds in their own community of what it is you're talking about? Right. Well, that, that, that is really the key question. Uh, what do we do right now? There are a couple of things we can do right now, and I, I, I would make a, some connection with what I was saying, which is look for people where you are. Sure, that's fair. So I didn't it, mean to be too dismissive. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, it turns out that there are people around me who could teach me a lot and uh, who, from whom I'd love to learn. So I, I, I want to work with them and then find ways of creating projects that will bring pre people together under the rubric of you know concepts like grassroots democracy, base organization, 
solidarity, care, mutual aid, etc. So we have to find people who will work together. We have to find practical projects. I mean, I would certainly recommend something like possibly finding land, or if you're in the city, uh, establishing uh, a center or establishing a collective household and beginning to, to, uh, to create a project that is encompassing. I mean, one of the, the people who uh, influenced me a lot, I've been very active in the cooperative movement for about 45 years. And uh, one of the people who influenced me a lot is Martin Buber, who was a, not strictly an anarchist, but a libertarian socialist and a very profound thinker. And uh, he wrote a book called Paths and Utopia, in which he, he writes about the cooperative. And he says there are four types of cooperatives. There's a producer cooperative, a consumer cooperative, a living cooperative, and what he called the full cooperative, which is the cooperative uh, of producing, consuming, and living together. So one thing, you know, this is a huge question you're asking, and I'd love to explore it more. <laughs> but just as a beginning, think about ways of, uh, of course, not, not being sidetracked with issues, uh, you know, single issue kinds of uh, projects or even multiple issue uh, kinds of projects, but a comprehensive project that creates a new way of life that we live together. And one, one of the things I'd like to talk about is that in the book, uh, I discussed the four spheres of social determination, which are the institutional, ideological, ethotic, or practical, and the imaginary. So I think our projects have to create new institutions, help us create a, a, a collective new imaginary, uh, create a, a new philosophy of life, let's say, a new outlook, a perspective on, on life, uh, and, and uh, above all, a new practice in which we're not spending 95% of our life living in a dominant society and 5% in our little, you know, our refuge. So, so I think those would be some of the criteria uh, for a really transformative project. Uh, there's a term, uh, prefiguration, that's used a lot these days. My friends use it all the time. It's a good term. I think we have to get beyond prefiguration. We have to be figurative. We have to, you know, figure is the French word for the face. We have to see, we have to look the new reality in the face. And it, ha it has to be transfigurative and not just prefigurative. That's John Clark. He's the author of Between Earth and Empire, and he'll be back tomorrow to round out the week. His book is available, and others of his books as well, on PM Press, and uh, there'll be links to John's work uh, out in the world as well in the show notes of this show, which you can find at abriefchat.com. I'm Jason Crane. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>